You are listening to the Willpower Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Will Holdren, and I talk with some of the most influential CEOs, entrepreneurial leaders, and thought leaders to try and reveal the secrets that has led to their success. I believe that with the right knowledge and mindset, you can do anything you set your mind to. So if you want to learn how to change your life for the better, if you want to learn how millionaires actually became wealthy, or if you want to develop and start your own business from the ground up with the right knowledge to help you, then you are in the right place because this is the Willpower Podcast. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, if you have enjoyed an episode, then please, please open up Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And if you think we deserve it, scroll to the bottom, select write a review, and leave us a five-star rating with a review that states where you are from and one aspect of the show that you love. Once you do that, send me a screenshot and I will feature you on a future show and shout you out on my Instagram that has over 10,000 followers. Now let's get to the show with our newest guest. How's it going, everyone? My name is Will Holdren, and I am the host of the Will Power Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Gary Mercer, and Gary is a team leader of the Gary Mercer team in Westchester, PA, and he is also recognized as the number one team in Philly. So it was an absolute honor to have him on here today. So, Gary, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course, my pleasure. Super excited for this. And so to start off, I kind of want to go into your childhood a little bit. So can you kind of touch on what your childhood was like and how it kind of helped you turn into who you are today? Sure. Well, um, started in a middle-class family. Both parents were, uh, you know, hardworking to uh, support us and to get us through uh, school and college and all of that. And um, kind of learned my work ethic from that my mom worked in the school district and my father um, owned a bakery so uh, he was obviously very disciplined at getting up at three or four in the morning and and getting there all the time so kind of learned that discipline and 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 what it took i had uh, an older brother and it was just the the two of us um other than that you know public schools local uh local to the area and uh, we did our thing and went on from there. I love it. I love it. And so I'm kind of curious, were you, were you also waking up at 3 a.m. just like your dad growing up or no? Um, I got accustomed to that, uh, to that lifestyle, yes, yes. And, uh, and, and getting up early. So it, uh, it certainly creates a, a habit and a routine that can make you very productive. Yeah, a very good habit, that's for sure, especially for the future and goal planning and all that fun stuff. And so Absolutely. I'm curious, when you were growing up, did you always want to go into real estate or did you have other ambitions? Uh, no, I, I I, didn't. I, I, Well, first of all, how I started to learn it was I liked the uh, game Monopoly, obviously, and, uh, and that has to do with real estate. So, uh, but really where I got the uh, inkling for it was I took a real estate law course in college and that kind of got me turned on to it. Um, I did have other family members on my wife's side of the family who were in the business. And so that's really how that started. I I learned, learned some things about that from the family dinner tables and what they were doing and 
um, some things that I knew. So we we always were talking real estate for sure. Gotcha. I love it. And when I first started out my podcast, which was about like two years ago, I've had on pretty much just like more general entrepreneurs on here. And mm-hmm. all of them somehow were touching real estate in some way, whether it's investing, real estate agent, doing something on that side of things. It's like, huh, there must be something in real estate that I should be focusing on. So I actually just got my license as well. So awesome. I, really, I think it's a really great industry, just like you're talking about. There's so much opportunity and uh, a lot of space to grow in it for sure. We're, we're always recruiting. So, uh, you know, <laughs> let's have a conversation about that. I, I, I'm always looking for talent and, talent and talented people. 100%. And by the way, were you aware of the fact that 90% of the millionaires in America uh, got their start or somehow involved in real estate? I did not realize it was that high. That's a yeah, crazy story. That. Uh, that's crazy, isn't it? I saw that number the other day come across. Yeah, that's pretty that's, awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's definitely there. Like real estate goes up with inflation as well. It's one of the only things out there that does that. Like it's so worth it just to get involved with it for sure. Well, it, it, it really is. And the other part of it is if you're in the sales end of it, you know, people ask me what I do. And my canned response to that is, especially if I don't, you know, really know them, is I fulfill the American dream and <laughs> of real estate ownership. 100%. Yeah, it's the biggest decision in people's lives to purchase a house. And, and uh, well, it really is. Stop and think about it. Um, the amount of buying or investing in real estate people are trusting you with one of the largest investments that they can make. So that's an honor to, uh, to be able to participate in that and help people through that whole process. Yep. It's an absolute honor. You got to take it serious too. That's for sure. Which is oh awesome. yeah. I, we definitely do that. Yeah. hundred percent. And so kind of jumping back into your story a little bit, when you went to college, where'd you go to college at and what was your major? Uh, Drexel university business and marketing. Gotcha. Uh, where my majors, I, I, uh, I was always invest, interested in law um, as well, uh, law and business primarily. And so uh, from that, I actually went on and chaired the uh, Realtor Lawyer Committee for the uh, local association for a number of years. And uh, just because I'm you know, kind of interested in that, that side of it as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. And so then after college, did you do anything with that degree or did you end up going straight into real estate? Um, no, I actually um, was in the process of applying for um, uh, my master's degree in Juris Doctorate at, um, uh, you know, at, I picked out three, three schools. And during that time, um, my father was running his business, the bakery business. He ran into some problems and um, called me in because I was ahead of my class. I um, finished my coursework six months ahead of my class and was going to start um, some master classes. And he said he needed help in the family business and all. And it was at his busiest time of year, which happened to be around Christmas. Um, so I went in and started to help help him uh, out. And then um, actually, then I started to grow that business for them. We, we actually, if you're, you're familiar with the, the uh, Wawa super uh, convenience stores, um, they one of their pilot stores was down in my area. And I actually started um, a process with them and with um, the Acme markets, um, per, Acme and some of the big food chains of uh, their in-store bakery concept. 
And so uh, originally in that uh, Wawa store, we were the first ones that were actually bringing bakery products into that store at that time, which then led to now you go into all the Wawa's and you see a counter of um, fresh bakery things. And then we were servicing uh, 10 um, in-store grocery stores and we were expanding that business um, and that was the forerunner to the actual in-store bakeries that you see today. Wow. So kind of an interesting uh, situation and concept that uh, that we developed there. And actually, our, we were we were growing rapidly. Uh, and, and of course, skilled labor in that industry is a challenge. Um, and then on, uh, the truth of the matter is I got hurt. I opened up a secondary store for them. And uh, and then I got hurt in the business. And the medical people said, um, I think it's time you better start considering a different career. Gotcha. And then that's when I jumped into real estate. Wow. Well, that's interesting. You're definitely a an interesting player. story. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I was ahead of the, the curve on uh, a lot of those uh, products and services, just like um, I feel with our, our team today, we're, we're ahead of the curve. We're very progressive in bringing out uh, new products and things for the agents who are on the team and for for other uh, small teams and groups in the area who align with us. Um, again, we're, we're seeing the future where we're ahead of that and bringing them products and services that they can use in building their business within our organization. Yeah, that's very cool. And yeah, I, it I is love, fun. I love Wawa, so it's super cool how you were kind of involved in like doing the whole bakery stuff in the Wawa store. So that's that's super cool to think about. It, yeah, it was really wild. They uh, their um, kind of concept store and test store at one time was down at uh, Route One and Route Two Hundred Two, and that's where how we got started uh, with them. They, you know, and you have to go back quite a few years prior to the, the new modern Wawa's that you see today where they didn't even have any kind of baked goods other than maybe, you know, a tasty cake type thing in there. Right. So it really created that whole and, and started that whole thought process of, well, we can, we can do this and have, you know, counters or racks with fresh product in there. Right, right. I'm sure you're, during this whole time as well, you got a lot of great business experience, just like running a business, what to do to market it, how to expand it, which is super cool. Well, it's, it really was, and it covered all those bases. It, it's like how do how do we expand? How do how do we run it? Um, and then you have you know, obviously product development issues because then you start producing more and more. Uh, you had uh, the delivery issues uh, because then you had the support and transport the product to the end location so it it was totally different than um than just your like little local bakery right right or business classes in college in general so this is a little off topic but i'm kind of curious do you think you learn more about business from actually running the business or from actually taking those college classes about business stuff uh i think it's a combination of both uh one is a practical um side of it from uh, the book side of it, if it, if you will, um, but I think that having uh, in the field practice of real life experience with 
dealing with people, uh, obviously in, uh, in both businesses, you had to relate to um, the people that you were servicing and talk to them, be able to show them your value proposition or the support of the name brand recognition of your products that you can, can deliver or services in the real estate case that we deliver. And, and I think you need to know how to uh, talk to people, understand them. And, um, you know, uh, there's a lot to it. And we do a deep dive in that in the real estate business because there are four personality types. And each one of us is one of those personality types. You may have heard of the DISC system yeah. for personality assessment. And in order to relate to people, you have to be able to relate to a variety of people in a variety of circumstances and have that connection with them, regardless of maybe they're an expressive and you're an analytical type personality. You need to be able to bridge that gap. So you're kind of speaking their language to the tribe that they happen to be in, so to speak. Right. So, uh, and that's all life experience getting out in front of people as opposed to you know, reading about it in, in a book. It's, it's applying those techniques in real life that really, um, I think, is a process that people have to go through. And it's relating with to people and being able to, to, to talk to them and help them and, um, you know, help them create their life by design and, and get them to where they want to go. Yeah. We do that on the team and the real estate side of it with our agents, for example, it's, uh, it's all about them and, and where they want to go. And I can show them and my management team can show them a path of how to get there because we know it works if they do. Right. Right. And it's so cool. You brought this up because a lot of people have my podcast. They always come back to like the number one thing that like makes people successful is be able to talk to people and connect with people and build those relationships. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Like with the dispersonality, you gotta be able, you gotta understand like who you're able to talk to so you can actually connect with them and build a relationship with them. And then hopefully like in turn, you can do business with them in the future, but it's so important to be able to connect with them on that personal level, just like you're talking about. So that's super cool. It so, is very important in, in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so kind of jumping back into your story, you jumped into real estate. So talk to me, like what was your first year like in real estate? You got a license and what brokers did you join in your first year? Um, it's interesting being that we had a family business. Um, I was kind of drawn to, um, a local company, uh, at the time was called Roach brothers because they were, um, a mainline family and it related to my background with my family business and, and, um, that experience. So, um, and the other part of it was, uh, we had uh, my wife's aunts and her mother worked for a competitor. So I didn't want to go there because I wanted to create my own legacy and, um, and be able to do it on my own. Uh, so uh, I went uh, with, with that brokerage to build my, my own name. During that time, I was actually selling um, one of the, the two business um, stores that we had because um, my parents were at an age to retire and part of my goal was to get them to retirement so they could enjoy life. I knew how hard they worked all their lives. Yeah. And um, so we, we achieved that goal 
And when I sold uh, one of the other stores, it created an annuity in essence for me because I, I funded that business in part for them. And that gave me an opportunity to jump into real estate and, um, you know, and have additional income um, monthly and cash flow uh, to help me launch that career up to a level where I wanted to get it to go, which then um, started as, uh, and I was with that company actually for, for 27 years, but um, I was probably one of the first people in the area back a number of years ago. The team concept in real estate was when I was in the business was basically unheard of. And um, I started to develop uh, that concept through leverage. And quite frankly, uh, without being egotistical about it, it was really interesting because I looked at some of the things I was doing and started asking myself, is that the best use of my time product, um, productivity wise for me, dollar income wise, where am I to spend the bulk of my time doing what I do? And then can I delegate the other things that may not um, align with that particular, uh, goal and best use of my time. Right. Yeah. Very cool. And so when you were kind of going out there your first year, obviously you said you're doing pretty well, which is pretty impressive. There's obviously a lot of real estate agents don't make it. I, I forget what the percentage rate is, but I know it's pretty high. It's so, a very high, um, failure rate in the business because keep in mind, um, two things, real estate's cyclical. So you're going to have the ups and downs. Um, it's also all real estate, if you will, is what, on what we call a 90 day cycle. So even if you go in and get a sale, I mean, your best case scenario is you're going to be 30 days out before it settles. And that's if it's a really fast settlement on average is 45 days. So you better be cultivating your pipeline because you're going to have that settlement. And what happens is people don't have that book of business built out in full. So you're, you're on this roller coaster ride of, Oh, I have two settlements. Well, I concentrated on those, but I didn't do any prospecting or I wasn't building the pipeline or the business they settled, then they don't have anything. So then they're chasing that. So that's the part that makes it really hard for people. And I think one of the things that we, we have done in developing our team, is we provide uh, additional leads and services to the agents so that they can be off of the roller coaster and more of a straight line trajectory like that so that those ups and downs don't affect their income level as greatly as maybe when they're on their own trying to break through in the industry. Gotcha. Yeah. And that kind of leads into my next question. Like, what are some ways that you guys generate your leads? Like, are you guys mostly just doing more market kind of stuff or do you have different... Um, marketing tools, what are some, some of those ways you guys? Yeah, we have, we have a number of, uh, lead, what we call lead lovers, lead generation techniques that, that we use and that we've employed in building the business. And, um, interestingly enough, we right now, and I just came out of an executive, um, uh, meeting with my group, uh, our problem that we're faced right now is we've been able to, to set it up to generate leads to a degree that um, we really don't have enough team sales members to support the leads that are coming in. So that's a, that's a new problem that uh, as you grow, you create new challenges and new, new problems. That's a new problem that we're looking to deal with. 
and to expand uh, our agents um, greatly. I guess that's that's a good problem to have, though, right? <laughs> it, it's the right problem to have. That's 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 yeah. for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And so, when you switched to Keller Williams, like, what were you doing to kind of grow your team? Because obviously, your team is the number one in Philly. You guys have done a lot of really great stuff with your team, with your members. Like, how were you able to recruit and just bring in all these team members and grow it to what it is today? Well, I think uh, in terms of that, um, our reputation. Um, surpasses us in, in a way because I, I, as a senior member uh, of our group, you know, have been doing it a long time and I'm always one that um, is big on ethics, professionalism, transparency, um, honesty. And um, we've always tried to hold to those standards for our customers and clients and agents who, who work with us. And uh, in building it that way, I think that um, organically has a natural attraction that has attracted people to us. Plus, you know, in being in the business, I've had an opportunity being formerly on the board of directors for the local association and all the chance to meet a lot of people and those synergies line up. So we just started building it from, from that perspective, um, kind of with a shared mission, vision, and values that people aligned with. Gotcha. Yeah, those are so important, especially in today's world when a lot of people are not honest or not loyal and all that stuff. So it's so important to find a team that actually is and can 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 perform those promises. Well, and that's the other thing we we do have that, um, and maybe it's a little clicheish in a way that kind of family feel um, to what we do, and um, and we've been able to to build it that way doing doing the right things by people and that's that's really important yep and like you and you can see like it leads to good things with your team like that you guys are so big and number one it's because of all that stuff that led up to where you guys are today yes right so kind of talk to like how many agents do you have on your team and what do you guys's volume look like um we're going to surpass 250 million in in sales this year um the team is we have um, roughly 25 sales agents on the team and eight operational support members to support that team. Gotcha. So that's, that's kind of the fundamental of it. And then I have an executive committee, um, an executive group that, that advises where we're going and, uh, what our goals are. So, uh, we work towards all of that and we get the input from, from our individual team members. So, you know, what is it that that agent on the team is looking to do? Not all of them are looking for the same, um, same types of things, but um, we hold them accountable to what they put together as their goals and where they want to go with it. And our goal is to help them get to, uh, to achieve that. I love that. And you'll see some of that on some of the, um, pieces that are that are going to come out in promotion with um, third party and uh, our member testimonials that could be on our website or a variety of websites out there it's not me saying it it's those agents who have come in and done that and how we've actually accelerated their career because our our per person productivity is well above um, the national association of realtors averages and if you take those averages, our uh, average income per agent is is well above what 
the averages are across the U.S. And that's um, that's what it's really all about right. for them and, and for them to do really well, the agents on the team to do really well. Yeah, yeah, that's a very cool stat. And so I'm kind of curious, like if a new agent kind of joins your team, obviously there's like a lot of stuff they could do to become successful, do this, do this, do this. So when someone joins your team, like what are some of the things you have them focus on and kind of jumpstart their real estate career? And what should they be focusing on for like the first couple of years and get really good at? Well, I'm, I'm really blessed on our team because we were able to hire um, a regional director trainer um, from a big, large competitor away who was on my team. And she has taken over the uh, operations uh, side of things. And she also does new agent training and development. So we bring you in and, and the beauty of being with Keller Williams as well as the Gary Mercer group is the, the training is far superior than any other company I'm aware of in the marketplace. And uh, it's uh, comprehensive. Um, it's, it's a laid out model and system to help you get into sales and get to where you want to be. With that, we overlay that with additional training through my team and the one-on-ones with my uh, operations uh, and agent uh, development person. And um, we're really focused on that agent, helping them hit their career goals. So we, we've brought on six new agents um, this year. And all of them are doing extremely well. They all have sales under their belt already. Uh, so we know that the combination of the two works very, very well. Right. And so kind of talking about, like, what's the average duration it takes for, your, like, a sales agent to get their first deal under the belt, like, once they join your guys' team? Um, that, that can literally be anywhere from when they first join the team, depending on they have somebody they know that they need to help um, to they should be in production probably within 90 days or less. Wow. That's pretty impressive. They should be able to get something on the board. I I know that um, once they get through a certain training period, because we have a 30, 60, 90 day ramp up uh, module that we put them in and train them up to. And at the end of that, as long as they've completed what they need to complete on their side of things, then um, we start supporting them and give them buyer leads and let them start to work uh, out in the marketplace. During that transition time, uh, we'll bring them in and they have an opportunity to earn income as a showing assistant to our more productive agents who are you know, book solid. Um, so that gives them an opportunity to be earning some money before they get into production too. So it's a win-win for all parties. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. So I think that the average is like six months, right? For an agent to get their first deal. And if you guys are doing it. Typically, and, and it could be, um, yeah, you could be looking at six months to that nine month, um, timeframe when you start getting out beyond that, all the training and things are done. So you should be, uh, able to get into some type of, at least on our team, most of, if not all of, of my agents have been um, productive before the, the six to nine month markers. Gotcha. If, if you start on the back end of that, then, and you haven't had any transactions, then we start to worry about it. 
Gotcha. I love it. That's super cool. Super impressive too, because that's why you guys are number one. Um, uh, yeah, you have to you have to have standards and accountability, and and you hold things to those standards, and you know good things are going to work because you know the systems work. Yeah. And the systems, and if you plug into them, it's like I said, I had a mentor once that said, uh, Gary, that you know the system works, and and he would tell everybody he was a national trainer, the the system works if you do. The question is, do you work? <laughs> because you know it's like any other discipline you know i i believe in discipline focus uh accountability showing up all those things and if you're doing the activities you're going to do business and yeah. you're going to be successful but if you're not applying yourself to any agent um and doing the activities it's going to show up i mean it just doesn't magically happen it's there are an, steps that you need to do and think processes that you need to employ and and do daily and and that starts with the prospecting word of you know talking to your database talking to your sphere of influence talking to people that you know um in order that know and like you already because they're kind of a met person, if you will, which is kind of a KW uh, <laughs> slogan versus an unmet person. Because obviously we all know there are more people out in the world who don't know you than know you. Wouldn't you agree? hundred so percent. You want to work with the people that know you first to get that going. And you'll eventually be then doing business with people who may not know you, but they know that you sold a house in a neighborhood and or um yeah. got a listing in a neighborhood and then you start working around that 100 yeah that's what i love about real estate you're not like reinventing the wheel there's clear strategies and things you should be doing if you do do that you will become successful but it's like so many people they don't actually just act on it for some reason it's just like a weird mindset thing but well um, it it is it's just like uh anything else you have to take uh massive action towards your targets and, and your goals. And if you're taking that action and, and applying those things, uh, good things are going to happen. Yep, for sure. For sure. You know, and, and to that point, I mean, the truth of the matter is um, when I transitioned, when I first got back, when I first got into the business uh, back in those days when I had sold that uh, one business and had some income coming in from that, um, and I was kind of part time because I was transitioning from one business to to another. And I, I can tell you that as an quote unquote, a part time agent, um, I was doing more than most of their full time agents. And so and and then started uh, getting awards for that. So but uh, I was like working two businesses at the time. Right. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it works. It does work. It does and work. And it worked. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to zoom out for a second. So kind of like a quick overview. Obviously, you've done super well and you're very successful. You guys do over $250 million in volume, which is super impressive as well. So I'm kind of curious, is it always just smooth sailing or did you have like a lot of ups and downs coming to where you are today? Um, honestly, prior to uh, 2008, the market crash, I think I had uh, over 20 years of straight growth. So from a single agent by myself all the way up, taking all the steps to 
a part-time assistant to a full-time assistant to, you know, collaboration, then bringing other, other people in. When the market crashed, obviously, our sales uh, changed for those uh, few years. But what I'll tell you is by doing the right things during that time, because markets shift, and the good agents are going to, who are working it and doing the things they need to do, um, they're going to survive in any market shift. And um, during that shift, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of agents got out of the, the business. I mean, those numbers are out there. I just don't retain them in, in my mind. Um, but uh it for the good agents yes the, the the business changed the numbers changed the 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 way we were doing business at that time changed but the bottom line is um it didn't change lifestyles any because you adapt to it and and you uh you work to the market of the moment and the market of the moment at that time compared to today where we have few listings we had a plethora of listings coming on due to bank uh, foreclosures and loan defaults, things of that nature. And then the banks just wanted to dump them to get them off their book books. So you had a ton of inventory, whereas fast forward to today, we have a shortage of inventory. Right. And, uh, and there are a lot of reasons for that. You know, builders stop building. Um, you know, the interest rates are low, making it a, a, a time to buy for, for buyers. So there's high demand from the buyer side of things. And yet the builders really haven't caught up from those housing shortages that occurred during those very lean years from, I would say, really started 2008 through probably 2012-ish. And it took a while, but um, so totally different markets. Totally different. And that's why you need your messaging has to be designed to the market of the moment. Right, right. So kind of walking through like that recession, because obviously, just like you told me, like you were pretty dead set on not quitting and sticking it out and just knowing that good things are going to be right around the corner, even though, like you said, hundreds of thousands of agents got out of the industry. So I'm kind of curious, like, how are you able to keep that positive mindset and kind of push through that really low moment in, in real estate? Like, obviously, a lot of agents weren't, weren't able to do that. Yeah. Um, well, you, I, well, for number one, um, I've pretty much for at least half of my career, I've had a, a coach and I've been really blessed because I've had, um, to be able to interface with some of the, the best coaches in the United States. Um, and actually at this point worldwide and align myself with some of the, um, most productive agents, through mastermind groups and mentors and people in the industry. And uh, having a good mentor or a coach helps a lot to get you through that. And then keeping a positive mindset by, by reading books, staying um, and listening to, to books, podcasts, things of this nature, staying actively engaged, and quite frankly, trying to stay away from negative news and, and negative concepts out there because um, we hear that and we're involved in that frequently just by the nature of life um, with what you turn on and listen to. So the more the more you stay positive and upbeat, um, the easier it is from that standpoint. 
I love you brought that up because that is so crucial. Like you just got to stay positive no matter what's going on. I love you said that. Look, we're all gonna have we're all gonna have up and down days. We're all gonna have good days and bad days. We're all gonna have rough days. We're all gonna hit with some type of surprise that was unexpected. Yeah. And uh, you know that's called life. Yeah. Uh, but you know, here's what I can tell you. The American dream is still alive. Here's what I can tell you. I started with zero. You know, I, I worked it, it, and I went to Drexel and I was on the work study program to pay, help my parents and pay my way through college. Um, you know, so I can tell you this. Yes, it was a, a hard work, um, but I, I think I'm a prime example of if if you get out there you do the things you're supposed to do you work hard you stay focused you stay disciplined on it uh good things are going to happen and you're going to be able to hit your goals and achieve, achieve your goals out there 100 yeah you 100 are that <laughs> it's so cool to see it's very inspiring for me as a younger college student as well to see like what can happen in the future so i mean that's why I love oh, it's, it's all out there for you uh, to do and achieve. And it, it's, it's just not, it's, it's really not hype. I mean, uh, you know, look, take Gary Keller. Uh, he, he built a, an entire organization, one of the top in the world from the same type of thing, yep. getting, getting in there, doing it, um, and, and working it. So he, at one point was, was a sales agent. Yep. Just like everybody else. And look at the organization that they've built today. Yeah, super inspiring. That's for sure. Um, so before we're out of time, I have one more question for you. So kind of like looking at the future, obviously you've already done so much with you in your real estate business. I mean, what are some of the goals you're trying to hit in the next couple of years? Um, we're looking to become the dominant team in the uh, tri-state area and and expand on that we've already started expansion um and we have partners that are in uh can do business in two other states um and uh, you know one of the reasons i jumped over to color williams is because of uh gary's colors vision on that and he has uh laid out a system for agents and top agents uh, or any agent in the uh, in the organization to go out and apply the principles of how he built Keller Williams to their teams where they can, they can create their world with under the brokerage of Keller Williams as big as they want to uh, want to create it. Right. And so that's pretty in inspiring from, from that standpoint. So we're looking to um, build a billion dollar sales organization and we have our sites on um, the tri-state area. We're already can sell in Delaware and Maryland. That's awesome. Well, so it makes it makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And it and it's you know it's a clarity of vision is really important, and uh, knowing where you want to go and how you want to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely sure you guys will hit those goals. So that'll be super cool to see in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be fun to watch. And with yeah. that, we need talented people to. Uh, to help us to take us to those uh, those new heights and all, and uh, I think they're out there. I think it's a win-win. We help them, they help us, and together everyone achieves more. 
100%. 100%. And before we head off, is there anything else you'd like to say? And if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Great. Well, um, you can give me a call, private message me, uh, text me. My cell phone is 484-678-6435. Anybody interested in getting their license or knowing about that, we can help you with that. Um, And you can always email me at Gary S as in Sam, R as in Robert. So yes, senior. Gary SR at GaryMercerTeam.com. And there is a Gary Jr. on the team. And yes, my family's involved. Uh, my daughter is uh, runs runs the team as well. And uh, my wife's involved. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a whole family team team effort type thing. I love and, it. And it's all good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, we have it. Gary Mercer, thank you so much for joining me today. No way that we go is a one-way street. Nothing that we love is a one-day key. And if we gon' do it, we gon' do this now. And if we say we gonna, we gon' hold this down.